0: Natural MD Radio, your place to hear the whole truth on health and medicine for women and children and get the tools you need to take back your health naturally starting now. I'm Dr. Aviva Ram. Hello lovelies, Dr. Aviva Ram here and I'm actually recording this podcast from San Diego, California. I've been here This past weekend for a Mindshare event with JJ Virgin have had so many wonderful connections with so many different women. Isabella Wentz from the thyroid pharmacist, Andrea Nakayama from the Hashimoto's Institute and Replenish PDX, Nicole Jardim from the Period Party, just incredible women doing incredible work and trying to bring it online so they can bring it to women all over the world It's one of the reasons that I love the online world is I can do this podcast from anywhere and still connect with you, and you can be anywhere and hear it. I have heard from women all over the world who are accessing this podcast. I just got an email from someone the other day. Can we make sure that they can get it in Dubai? So we're working on making sure there's access as many places as we can. Thank you so much for joining me every week. And I hope you're loving the content. I try to cover a lot of different topics to meet so many different needs of women across different life cycles, whether we're in our childbearing years or dealing with different gynecologic problems or even just real life situations and finances. I want to bring you so much information on the different aspects of our health, which are much more than just what's going on in our bodies. Today, I do want to talk about a physical area of health that I know is pressing for so many women, and that is adrenal health and thyroid health. And as you know, my latest book, The Adrenal Thyroid Solution, which is now available on Amazon, actually, you can even pre order it, but officially comes out January 17th, 2017. So it's 11717, I think, maybe an auspicious number for the Adrenal Thyroid Solution. And I wrote this book. Not because I intended to focus my practice so much around endocrinology, but just listening to the needs of women across so many life cycles, women who were approaching me with fertility problems, histories of miscarriage, problems with uh, heavy, painful, or irregular periods, polycystic ovarian syndrome, sleep problems, autoimmune conditions, all the way to perimenopausal and menopausal problems diabetes, heart disease, and more. And I started to take a deep dive in my practice as to what the connecting factor or factors might have been. What are the deepest root causes that connect the fact that so many women across so many life cycles and lifestyles and socioeconomic backgrounds are experiencing what is now called the Western cluster or Western cluster, you know what if we really want to get real about it. And what I discovered was that in addition to the 30 million or almost 30 million women that are knowingly diagnosed with a slow-functioning thyroid or Hashimoto's thyroiditis, many, many more women are undiagnosed or underdiagnosed or undertreated, but also a lot of women are living in what I call survival overdrive or stuck in survival mode, our stress response system, which is supposed to be a primitive survival mechanism that's supposed to turn on and off in the face of sudden danger, has got stuck in the on position. And this book is about the root causes of what lead to adrenal and thyroid problems and what we can do to reverse treat and prevent those. And a lot of it has to do with us taking care of ourselves and remembering to put on our own oxygen tanks, but also it has to do with our foods that we're eating, not just the foods and the nutrients that we're getting, but the other chemicals that we're getting in our food and our food packaging, environmental toxins, exposure to stealth infections like Epstein-Barr virus. Uh, There's so many, so many different exposures that we get that can affect these organs One of the questions I get a lot from women who are coming into my practice and from the many, many of you, the hundreds and thousands of you who email me is Dr. Rahm or Dr. Aviva. I've been told I have an adrenal problem. I think I might have a thyroid problem. I've been told I have a thyroid problem. I think I might also have an adrenal problem. I'm not sure what problem I have, but I think I might have an adrenal and a thyroid problem. How do I know what I have? And this is such a good question because there's a lot of crossover between the symptoms of adrenal dysfunction and thyroid dysfunction, and also the adrenal and thyroid are very intimately connected. So what I'd like to do today is help answer that question. How do I know if I have an adrenal problem, a thyroid problem, or both? So let's just take a minute to talk about what the adrenals are and what the thyroid is so that if you're first tuning in and you don't know what those are but you've read a little bit and you think you might have a problem, you'll understand why these two different glandular systems can cause so many problems and so many similar symptoms. So the adrenals are part of a system called the hypothalamic-pituitary-adrenal axis, or the HPA axis, and it's a stress response system that starts in your brain and goes all the way to the adrenals, which are two tiny little organs, triangular-shaped fatty organs that sit one on top of each kidney. And this entire stress response system is geared to enable you to essentially go into a fight-or-flight mode when you need to escape or combat or evade a danger or respond to a danger, or to keep you in a more relaxation response mode, which is that parasympathetic healing mode that we get into when we're in shavasana at the end of yoga, or even when we're in a flow of creative or artwork that we're really deeply enjoying. And what happens is when this primitive response system gets triggered to go into the sympathetic mode or that fight or flight mode, it sends out a number of different chemicals, most predominantly epinephrine or adrenaline, which is what gets your heart rate going when you're frightened by something. It gets you in that kind of hypervigilant, ready to react, ready to run, ready to fight. For some people, it puts you in a deer-in-the-headlights mode where you kind of just freeze and you're taking in all the danger around you. We each have a slightly different uh, response based on our upbringing and our background. Uh, but it's, it's that fight-or-flight mode. And when that kicks into gear, it can send out another hormone called cortisol. And when this system gets activated, it triggers your blood sugar to be elevated so you have the energy to evade the danger. It triggers your pancreas to pump out insulin so that when the danger is over, that excess uh, blood sugar can be taken back up into your cells instead of left circulating in your body where it can cause oxidative stress and damage, inflammatory damage. It makes you become much more aware of your surroundings. It makes you hyper vigilant, so that you're super, super acutely aware of sound, sight, smell, and every one of those um, perceptions that you get during a time of heightened alertness or heightened awareness gets stored in your brain as a potential danger. Actually, it's very interesting. It's part of how PTSD forms. Uh, it makes these chemical com this chemical combination with the adrenaline and the, the cortisol stimulate your immune system to become very primed and ready to react to danger. Your blood pressure goes up uh, to keep you from going into shock in case you were injured in the danger. That also keeps more blood flow going to your brain so that you can become more, it sustains that hypervigilant awareness. So this stress response system is beautifully keyed in to help us survive. And it also helps us adapt and respond to danger but when this stress response system is chronically or persistently or recurrently triggered as is happening for most of us most of the time most people in the united states are very very stressed out and women are particularly prone to being stressed out because of the so many hats that we have to wear and all this leaning in we have to do and the perfectionism that we're subjected to and put ourselves under. And just, you know, I remember being a kid and watching those commercials for um, this perfume, Charlie, you know, I can bring home the bacon, fry it up in a pan, and never let you forget you're a man. Sorry, I had to sing. Had to. Get that across to you. So it was this commercial and it was this, you know, kind of hot, sexy woman, but wearing a man's pants suit, And she was singing and kind of getting ready for her guy to come home and like, you know, all the hot action to happen. But she actually had a frying pan in her hand, too. And, you know, even though we have like, you know, we're second wave feminists, a lot hasn't changed for women and the stresses that we're dealing with. And then there's you know, global stresses. A lot of the what's going on in the world right now is stressful for so many of us. It's very fear-provoking. So the stress response system gets stuck in the on position. When it gets stuck in the on position, all of those beneficial responses that I told you about become chronic. So, for example, you run the risk of staying hypervigilant way too often. Hypervigilant way too often equals... Anxiety. It's the exact same thing. It keeps you tired and wired. It keeps you your body needs to rest, but because you're stuck in this hyper-vigilant mode, it's very hard to sleep. It's very hard to turn it off. It's very hard to relax. It keeps us primed for danger. So it actually keeps us more sensitive to seeing what's going wrong in our lives or waiting for the other shoe to always drop. Like what's gonna happen next? What bad thing is gonna happen next to me? We think that somehow we're programmed to be negative people, or why do we always worry that something horrible is going to happen? But when this system gets stuck in the on position, it's literally making you look out for danger, and we're going to talk about that in another podcast coming up soon. Because your blood sugar is always getting stimulated, you run the risk of becoming uh, hyperglycemic, developing metabolic syndrome, because you're always pumping out insulin to wipe up that blood sugar or scoop it back up into your cells, Your, your pancreas can get tired. You can become insulin resistant and here's where we're going to segue into the thyroid and many, many other things can happen too. Cortisol, before I jump into the thyroid, makes you gain weight, particularly around your middle. It's chronic exposure is very pro-inflammatory when you have that weight around your middle. Cortisol is supposed to fight inflammation, but at a certain point, the reactions that happen in your body are pro-inflammatory. This reaction, because you're burning up so much energy, especially fat, salt, and sugar, can make you crave fat, salt, and sugar. And the more weight you put around your middle, the more that affects your crosstalk with your brain. It has Your brain then has a hard time shutting off your appetite. It makes you crave more fat and salt and carbs and sugar. And weirdly, it makes them taste better. It makes your brain make them taste better. So You end up with a vicious cycle of difficult sleep, cravings, weight gain, fatigue. And interestingly, when your body is under that much stress, your body also is going to try to conserve energy. It's part of why you pack weight around your middle and also around your organs. Your body is saying, well, I don't know what the emergency is. Maybe we should save energy for later. And your body saves energy for later in the form of fat, but it also does something else it tells your thyroid to slow down its function so let's switch over and talk for a minute about what the thyroid is the thyroid is another gland your adrenals are glands and glands just mean that these are organs that are pumping out uh chemicals it's one of their major jobs is to produce and pump out chemicals we have many different glands in our body and the adrenals and the thyroid are two of them that's our endocrine system and um the, uh, the thyroid is located in the front of your neck. It's a butterfly-shaped gl- gland that straddles the front of your neck, sort of near Adam's apple, almost like a, a bow tie on the inside. And its job is to control and regulate metabolism. The, the axis that controls your thyroid is also in your brain. Remember, I mentioned there's a hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis. There's also a hypothalamic pituitary thyroid axis or the HPT axis. Now, these act in concert with each other, the HPA and the HPT. As I mentioned, when the HPA is in overdrive, it tells the thyroid to conserve energy. Now, the thyroid is your body's metabolic regulator. It is much like your thermostat. So if any of you who are listening listening were born and can remember the 1970s, or if any of you live in California, you might remember in the 1970s the gas crisis. What were we told to do? Turn our thermostats down whenever we're leaving our home. Turn our thermostats down to 66 or 68 at night when we're tucked in bed. But we're turning the thermostat down to conserve precious energy. Similarly, if you live in California and there's an an electrical or energy shortage, you're told to turn off your electricity or there there are designated power blackouts. It's not that your body is betraying you by going into slow thyroid function. It's not that your body is betraying you and saying, I'm not going to work anymore. Your body is in its beautiful, ingenious perfectly designed wisdom trying to protect you from a world and lifestyles and exposures that we're having that are causing us to feel like we're always in survival mode. We're always stuck in the on position. Now, interestingly, this can happen even when you have certain infections. Epstein-Barr virus, not only does it directly affect the thyroid, but because it's putting your body into an immune overdrive to try to fight it, your adrenal glands are going to respond by saying, okay, um, this person is fighting an infection. This is going to take a lot of energy. So I don't have a lot of energy to think about things like digestion right now. And I don't have a lot of energy to think about reproduction and libido. Having sex is not going to help this person save energy and fight off this infection, neither is having a baby right now. So what happens is, your body starts to divert energy away from your sex hormone production like your estrogen or progesterone and diverts it into producing more cortisol to keep you in a mode where you're fighting infection and also tells your thyroid to slow down and conserve energy so your body can have energy turned more inwardly to fight the infection instead of outwardly in performing your daily activities. So what ends up happening is you're tired. Your body is forcing you to rest more. You just don't have the energy. You're almost forced into hitting the pause button to just lay flat and take care of yourself. And that's really hard. And so that's why so many of the adrenal and thyroid symptoms look alike, because both organs Are trying to protect you from overdrive. And part of how they're doing that is sending energy away from more unnecessary tasks into protecting you. So, how do you know if you have an adrenal or a thyroid problem? Well, frequently they go hand in hand. And in fact, you can see my blog, The Adrenal Thyroid Connection, over at my website. And I'll put the link below the podcast for you in the notes so you can head on over to that because there's a tremendous connection, as I've mentioned, between when you're in some amount of this stress response system getting persistently activated and the impact on your thyroid. So if you have one, particularly if you have an adrenal problem, there's a very good chance you already have a thyroid problem. And if you have developed a thyroid problem, it could be as a result of having a long-standing situation where you've been under a lot of stress or kind of stuck in this overdrive. Now, to break it down just a little bit further, there are really two ways to look at adrenal dysfunction. There's adrenal overdrive and there's adrenal exhaustion. Now, adrenal overdrive is when you are just like, you know, if you are just on the go all the time and you are feeling where you're starting to get burnt out and you're just, you feel like you're stuck in survival mode. Adrenal exhaustion interestingly, it is not truly the adrenals getting exhausted. It's usually your brain registering that your adrenals have been really, really driving for too long. And your brain starts to try to pull back on this over-response. And so you stop producing as much hormonal tr- uh, chemical trigger in your brain, telling your adrenals to keep pumping out cortisol and adrenaline. So it's your body trying to hit the brakes. But sometimes when you have been in overdrive for too long and you hit the brakes, instead of feeling like you're getting burnt out or you're feeling at the end of your rope, you've actually crossed over into completely exhausted. So in the adrenal overdrive, you really feel like you're stuck pedal to the metal and you just can't stop. Or you have that feeling like, oh my goodness, I am not going to stop until I hit a wall. You know, like toddlers when they run, they just don't stop until they trip over their own feet or crash into something. That's how you feel. You just are in perpetual motion and you can't seem to get off the ride. When you hit adrenal exhaustion, and I'm saying that with air quotes, but when you hit this place where you've crossed over into burnout, that is when you just you feel like you are just burnt. You cannot get yourself up to get going. You are wiped out. You often feel like you're catching everything that comes around. You just have kind of crashed. You know, you know you actually have hit the wall and you cannot keep going. Now, when let me walk through some of the symptoms with you so you can help sort this out for yourself and you're going to be really excited to know in a few weeks these questionnaires are going to be up on my new website. So you're going to be able to download these questionnaires. In the meanwhile, I'm going to give you a link where you can opt in to the questionnaires. You'll be able to just download kind of them and do them on your own right now. It's just kind of a checklist to kind of give yourself an idea. And this is kind of a sneaky little preview of what's going to be coming in my book. And well, you can pre-order it. You won't see it till January, but you'll get a little preview of of, um, some of the questionnaires that will be in there as well. But if you're in this overdrive Typically, you have trouble falling asleep. You feel tired and wired, or if you are able to fall asleep, you wake up a couple of hours later, and you usually feel tired in the morning even after a full night's sleep. You often feel tired during the day, but unlike with thyroid problems with Hashimoto's, you just feel tired all the time. With this adrenal overdrive, you typically actually hit a slump, like three or four in the afternoon. You feel like you really need coffee to start your day, and often you need a cup in the afternoon as well of something. It can be green tea, chai, or coffee. But you feel like you need something to get your energy for a second wind in the late afternoon. Sometimes you crave sweets or coffee or chocolate. You often feel stressed, like in your mind. You're saying, oh my goodness, I'm stressed out all the time. Or you find yourself feeling or saying that you're overwhelmed a lot. You may find that you feel anxious and worried a lot, or that thing I mentioned about always feeling like the other shoe is about to drop. So if you're experiencing this, it doesn't mean that you're an anxious person or that you have an anxiety disorder. It could mean that you're stuck in this adrenal stress overdrive. You may find that you jump at loud noises, that you crave sweets, salty foods, or carbs, especially in the afternoon. You stress eat. You may feel that you have no willpower because one of the things that happens when you're exposed to cortisol over time, over days, weeks, and months, is that it actually sabotages your brain function in your executive part of your brain, your frontal cortex or prefrontal cortex, where your willpower is housed. So it literally neurologically, physiologically interrupts your willpower. You may find that you have irritable bowel syndrome or digestive problems because remember I mentioned energy gets diverted away from your digestion so that you can be in this fight or flight mode. And so it really can affect your gut. You probably have really low or no sex drive. You find that you may be irritable a lot, maybe snapping at your kids or your partner or your even your employees or coworkers when you don't mean to or the woman at the you know, checkout counter at the grocery store. You may notice that you've put on weight, but particularly around your middle or you have a muffin top, You may also have trouble gaining weight. You might actually feel blue or depressed if you know anybody that's taken steroids. You know that it can make you feel really manic and crazy or it can make you feel actually depressed. You feel like you're pushing yourself a lot. You may have brain fog. And you may have actually been told that you have high cholesterol, believe it or not, with adrenals. because. When you are storing that energy as fat, your body is going to take that extra fat and store it as high cholesterol. You may have bone loss, osteopenia or osteoporosis. you may have hives or a lot of allergic reactions, eczema or asthma, and you may have metabolic syndrome, insulin resistance or diabetes, or you may have been diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. So that's when you're in the adrenal overdrive. Now, When you've crossed into exhaustion, you may find yourself already burnt out. Not that you're feeling like you're going to get burnt out or you're becoming burnt out, but that you are fried. You may find that you wake up in the middle of the night and that it's really hard to fall back asleep. You're probably waking up really exhausted in the morning and you may also feel like you're anxious a lot. Definitely some of these symptoms are going to cross over and there's going to be a point where you may actually be experiencing both sets of symptoms because you're crossing over a threshold that's on a continuum. Everything may feel really overwhelming for you and it may be hard to get motivated to do anything. You're probably getting sick way more often than you should be And you may notice that you're having cold sores, herpes outbreaks, a lot of yeast infections or urinary tract infections, because your immune system's just been on overdrive for so long that it's actually just not able to do its job as well as it needs to. So it's having trouble protecting you as well. You may also be craving a lot of sugar, a lot of carbs or salty foods because your body is trying to replenish that stress system and those are getting used up as the main nutrients. That's the main fuel and protective macronutrients and salt for that for that mechanism. For example, you need salt to keep that blood pressure stable and elevated. You may find that even though you might not even exercise that much, you get wiped out really quickly and even if you've been a pretty steady pers- fitness person, you just don't have the exercise tolerance you used to. You may find yourself feeling emotionally exhausted, weepy, or depressed with very low energy, very low motivation. You may, instead of having high blood pressure, have low blood pressure. You may get dizzy easily, especially when you stand up. You may notice that your heart is racing a lot. Your memory may be affected. You also may have been diagnosed with an autoimmune condition, particularly Hashimoto's. And you may also have chronic fatigue syndrome or fibromyalgia. Now, a lot of crossover, but what you notice between the first adrenal pattern and the second adrenal pattern is that in the first, there's much more of an amped up, hyperstimulated overdrive, where in the second one, it's intensely depleted. Now, what does thyroid look like? You can actually have any of those symptoms if you have Hashimoto's or hypothyroid, but that is usually because many of those symptoms. And and disruption in your adrenal system has led to thyroid dysfunction. So you can definitely feel anxious, fearful that something's going to happen, definitely very fatigued. And as I mentioned before, your thyroid is your metabolic regulator. It's your energy regulator. And so if you think about turning down the temperature, it's your thermostat. You know, when things in nature get colder, do they move faster or do they move slower? They slow down, right? When things get cold, they slow down. And if you think about your thyroid as a thermostat getting turned down, you slow down. You just don't have energy. Now, depending on how severe your thyroid function is affected, you may feel a little more tired than usual, anywhere to zero energy. And I've had patients who just can barely get out of bed to come to my appointment because their appointment with me, because they're just really, their life has just been devastated by fatigue so it can be anywhere on the spectrum. Um, with Hashimoto's, uh, you can gain a significant amount of weight in quite a short amount of time without changing your diet at all. And that may be belly fat, or it may be all over fat. And you will typically, if your thyroid is slow, no matter what you do to lose weight, no matter what you're dieting, no matter how much you're exercising, if that thyroid function is slow, it's going to be very, very hard to lose weight, and your body is just trying to hold on to that weight as energy storage for dear life. Your memory and concentration are definitely affected by both your adrenals and thyroid. Now, with memory and concentration, with your adrenals, if you rest up for long enough, it will usually improve. But with your thyroid, unless you get that thyroid function going again... And I'm not going to talk about how to do that because we're going to have lots more podcasts on that. Um, You're going to hear me talking on Facebook Live. And of course, my book is all about how to heal your adrenals and thyroid, the adrenal thyroid revolution. Um, So I'm not going to talk about that today, but it's really important to get your thyroid function by addressing all of the root causes, your gut health, environmental toxins and exposures, stealth infections, stress, and more. Um, to get your thyroid function so that's one way to differentiate is if you've been really trying to replenish yourself you're going to start to feel better usually with adrenal problems but unless you've gotten really severe on that adrenal exhaustion thyroid not so much just from rest it's just not going to happen just like energetically you're going to move more slowly your emotions are going to get damped down also. So you're much more likely to feel depressed and you just don't even know why. You can lose your sense of joy and pleasure, just feel really blue all the way down to pretty significant severe depression with Hashimoto's or slow-functioning thyroid. And also, you have literally turned down your body's thermostat. So you're going to feel cold a lot of times. A lot of women with thyroid problems have cold hands and feet. Similarly, just like everything else is slowing down, so do your bowels. So usually you'll have constipation. Just like your body is storing energy with the adrenal situation, it's going to store energy with your thyroid. And so if you have been diagnosed with high cholesterol, it's absolutely critical to make sure that your doctor or your practitioner is checking your thyroid function. One of the most overlooked reasons for high cholesterol is hypothyroidism. A few other symptoms, though, that make Hashimoto's different from adrenal dysfunction in addition to some of the ones I've mentioned and particularly with adrenal dysfunction you don't usually specifically have slow bowels you don't necessarily feel cold all the time you may be depressed or anxious but there's a very high anxiety component especially with that adrenal overdrive it's usually the adrenal exhaustion where there's more depression but 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 depression um, is is more associated with Thyroid, And what you want to think about, although it can be both, what you want to think about is patterns of symptoms. So if you're having cold hands and feet and trouble sleeping and memory problems and you're depressed and slow bowels and you're cold all the time, if I didn't say that already, that is a picture that you're starting to paint that leans more in the thyroid direction. Similarly, if you're losing hair... If you've lost the outer third of your eyebrows, if your skin is dry all the time or itchy, that those are other symptoms that you can have that you're having more likely to have a thyroid problem. Women with thyroid problems are also very likely to have heavy periods, PMS, irregular periods, But with either thyroid or adrenal problems, you can have these, and you can also have fertility problems. But the gynecologic problems around pregnancy are are much more predominant with thyroid problems. Similarly, postpartum depression, difficulty producing enough breast milk, low body temperature, joint aches, and muscle weakness. These are much more uh, carpal tunnel syndrome, tendinitis, plantar fasciitis. These are more typical with thyroid symptoms and I do hope that you'll go to the opt-in and download these um, questionnaires they're very simple and you'll have a little scoring system that you can kind of look these are not diagnostic but they can help you give yourself a sense of where you are in this spectrum of adrenal dysfunction and help you decide whether you have thyroid and again don't be shocked or freaked out, it doesn't mean you're falling apart if you have both. Most women actually do because most of us are running on empty a lot of the time. Now, another important factor that can help you differentiate whether you have adrenal or thyroid problems is testing. What I say with thyroid problems is don't guess, test. And it's really one of the best ways to get to the bottom of which is which. Now. If you test positive for thyroid problems and you check positive on the questionnaires for adrenal problems, then you can pretty much rest assured that you either have both and they're just kind of both happening simultaneously. But if you can track back that you've been under stress for a long time, maybe you had an infection, something might have happened that stressed out your stress response system that triggered A thyroid problem. And sometimes you won't know. It's it can be a real chicken or egg situation. What is important is that if you have both, just treating your thyroid, often you won't get benefits. So, for example, if you test positive for thyroid problems and you don't and you go on a thyroid medication and you're not getting benefit, well, if you have an adrenal problem, you're still gonna be it's like standing on um, two thumbtacks. And you take one thumbtack out of your foot, if you step down, it's still going to hurt because you still have one thumbtack stuck in your foot. You have to take both out to fix the pain. And similarly, you can't just treat your thyroid without addressing and nourishing and healing your adrenals and that stress response system. It's not just the adrenals. It's that whole stress response system. So you want to treat both. And in my practice, I have to say, I don't think I really ever don't treat both. I could I could be treating an adrenal problem and it could not be a thyroid problem. So then I might just treat the adrenals. But if I am addressing a thyroid imbalance, then I'm always addressing how do I heal and nourish, how do I help this woman to heal and nourish her stress in her life, and how do we rebalance and resupport those adrenals. So uh, the take home points here are check out the questionnaires, download them. Um, there'll be a link below so that you can go to the opt-in page, download them. There's no cost. These are the questionnaires I use in my medical practice. They're going to really help you, you know, decide, okay, well, you know, what do I need to do next to heal myself? I'm going to give you all the tools in these podcasts, in Facebook Live, in my blogs. And then, of course, to jump right into my full program, you can you can even pre-order the adrenal thyroid solution now and I want you to rest assured we are going to have so many things coming down the pike in the next few months of like games and giveaways and amazing fun stuff because I want to make sure that you are so nourished and have all the tools that you need that I know as a Yale trained MD with training in endocrinology and internal medicine most doctors don't know and I've been training in this you know medical field for over a decade and in integrative medicine for 35 years now, 35 years of working with women and nutrition and supplements and herbal medicines and lifestyle, meditation, yoga, mind, body, all these tools that we just can't get from our medical doctors because they haven't been taught them. I mean, it's, it's changing a little bit, but they haven't been taught them. So I want to make sure you get them, but I want to rest your mind assured that if you do decide to pre-order the book and whether you do or not, you know, these questionnaires are for you, they're free, there's no obligation, but if you do pre-order it and you see some pre-order games and contests and fun stuff and offers coming down the road, you can still use the fact that you bought the book toward those. Just send me a copy of your receipt, grab a screen grab of your, Amazon page, if that's where you pre-order it from, and save that so you can show it to us later. But um, there's so much for you already on my website. There are dozens of blogs, hundreds of thousands of women have used these. I get emails, letters all the time saying, wow, I didn't know that I was gluten intolerant and I went on the elimination diet you Offer in your elimination diet blog, and my thyroid antibodies cleared up. And I've been, or Dr. Ram, I have thought I have had a thyroid problem for seven years, and I've been to three doctors, and all they've done is test my TSH. And they always tell me I'm borderline, and I have gained all this weight, and I'm depressed, and I'm not living my best life, and I don't feel like my best self. And now that I saw your testing recommendations, I brought them to the doctor. We did them, and I found it out, and I feel so validated that I do actually have a thyroid problem, and now I'm on the track to my best treatment. Or I didn't know that PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, could be part of adrenal dysfunction, and I've been treating both now for a year based on what I read over on your website And I was struggling with infertility for two years, and I'm eight months pregnant. These are the kind of transformations that I want you to also be able to have in your life. And I realize not everyone can come see me as a patient, and I wish you could if you wanted to. And this is my way of really just delivering as much good quality information to you as I can. So how do you know if you have adrenal problem or a thyroid problem or both? Check out these questionnaires. That will be a huge first start. Then go over to my website, www.avivaram.com, and if you think that you're leaning in the direction of a thyroid problem, look for my blog on thyroid testing, and I'm actually going to put all these links below, so you don't even have to work that hard. I'm telling you to go over to my website, but you are you can just look below the podcast, and everything will be there direct linked for you. But look at my blogs on thyroid testing, what tests you need, but also my blog on why your thyroid tests could come back normal and you still could have a thyroid problem because there's a lot of controversy, which there shouldn't be. The science is unequivocal, you know, so there shouldn't be, but you'll learn that there are reasons that your doctor might not be doing the full panel of testing or might not be interpreting the thyroid tests in the most current, up-to-date, effective way. If it turns out that you are leaning more toward an adrenal problem, you can read my blogs on how to heal your adrenals, on adaptogen herbs, on herbs for stress. Read my blog called Permission to Pause. That's a really important one. And listen to my podcast on adaptogens, also really important. And you'll find that there's crossover between my podcasts and my blogs because I know some of you love to listen and some of you love to read. So you'll find a lot of crossover in both, but pick the medium that you enjoy. And then the next step is to follow up on what's in those, right? If it turns out that you really think you have a thyroid problem, take those blogs with you, print them out, take them to your primary doctor or your nurse practitioner and say, can you run these tests? And then look back at the blog's for interpretation and sit down with your care provider about the interpretation. And then you can start to use the information that I'm providing you to go in that healing direction. You'll see I have a blog on um, thyroid where I talk about the gut-thyroid connection and how one of my patients who had been diagnosed by her doctor with Hashimoto's and was about to go on medication came to me, and we discovered that she actually had true celiac disease, not even just gluten intolerance, which can also be a significant problem, but as soon as we got gluten out of her diet and started to heal her gut, guess what? Her thyroid autoantibodies came down, and she never needed a thyroid medication at all. So check out the links below, opt in, print out the questionnaires, take those for yourself, and then take the next steps. And I will write some of these next steps down for you so that you can remember what to do. If you see this, do this, do this, do this. Please, if you're interested in more, come hang out with me over at my website, www.avivaram.com. And let me hear from you in the comments section below the podcast. Make sure that you let me know that you like the podcast because that's how more women get to hear this important information. But also, let me hear from you. What do you want to hear more about? And one feature that you are going to absolutely love, which is going to be starting the fourth week of September 2016. So it's going to be starting, if you're listening uh, in real time ahead, in two weeks, If you're listening after, it's already started, but every week from now on, my podcast and my blog are going to come out on Wednesday in the morning, and in the evening, you're going to get Wednesdays with Aviva, which is going to be a Facebook Live, where if you've listened to a podcast or read a blog, you're going to have a live Q&A time with me. So if something's come up for you, you have more questions that I haven't addressed, you want to take a deeper dive you just want to come hang out and chat with me starting fourth week of september we're going to hang out on facebook live every week wednesdays with aviva where i am going to answer your questions as best i can because i feel like it's so important for women to have access to information you know i went to medical school not because i needed to at that point in my life for my career but because i really saw how many women were suffering because the medical model doesn't serve us well. It tends to dismiss us. It's biased against us. This is well known. If you are uncertain about that, you can read my article on uh, women and medical bias. There's also a great article by a woman named Maya Dusenberry who wrote an article. I think it was in the Atlantic magazine on uh, "Is medical bias, killing women. I will post the link below. It's fabulous, fabulous article. And I really went back to be able to become kind of a bridge and a translator and bring you as much information as possible because you know what? When your life is better, my life is better. And I don't mean that in some wishy-washy, woo-woo way, but I was talking with Isabella Wentz about this yesterday, and I was saying to her, think about this is such an amazing thought to me. If you think about 30 million women With known thyroid disease. And you think about all the women who are just exhausted with adrenal depletion or who are living burnt out and just unable to bring their best to the world. And you think of all the women who are undiagnosed but are struggling with fatigue. What does that mean? It means every one of you is unable to bring your best shining gifts to the world. And that makes the world a worse place for all of us, it means I don't get the gifts or the solutions that you might be able to bring to the world. And Isabella and I were talking about that quote. It's a Chinese proverb that says when sleeping women wake, mountains move. And actually, I just got chills. I gave myself chills, you guys, as I said that, because if you think about adrenal depletion, if you think about Hashimoto's, what is it making us do? What is it making women do? And when I say us, I don't have Hashimoto's, I am just in a position where I can really bring my knowledge and my skills and my experience and my wisdom. I hope I have a little bit now that I'm 50 and have been doing this for 35 years. I did. I started this work when I was 15. If you haven't listened to my podcast on how I got started, I think it's the second podcast in the series. And it talks about how I grew up in a housing project in New York City and went to college when I was 15 to be a doctor. I was doing pre-meds and got exposed to this er- really early herbal medicine and midwifery. So I was literally in practice as an herbalist and a midwife by the time I was 20 years old. And I started studying when I was 15. So it's truly 35 years when I say that. I really mean it literally. And you know, I'm so grateful to be able to bring this to you um, because I know that we all need it. And we all need every woman's best guess. And what do Hashimoto's and, and, and thyroid make us do. When I say us, I mean us collectively as women. It literally makes us need to sleep. It makes us tired. It makes us wiped out. So I'm going to end this episode by saying, when sleeping women wake, mountains move. We have the potential for an adrenal thyroid revolution here. We have the potential to take care of ourselves, to take our health and our power back in our hands, and to insist that our care providers listen to us, hear us, make change in how we're treated so that we can get the care we need from the medical model when we need it. But even more so, we can actually stay out of it as much as possible by taking care of our own health, taking our health in our hands. That's a hashtag, take back your health. Hashtag adrenal thyroid revolution. I learned about hashtags from my 20s daughters, of course. And Justin Timberlake. What is that? Have you guys seen that hashtag? It's really funny. I love comedy. So when sleeping women wake, mountains move. I love you. I want you to bring your best self to the world. If that's what you want to do, and I know you want to, please grab these free questionnaires. Check out the links below this podcast. Let me hear from you in the comments section below like this podcast so lots and lots and lots and lots more women can get it and we can wake up women and make mountains move together